When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to talk about three things that are so important to me in our program. And I mentioned this to the team earlier. And the best pro, the best teams that I've been a part of, we haven't had a lot of rules, but the rules that we had, we lived by them and we never cheated them. And, and our first rule that we live by is, is respect. We expect all the players to have respect for one another, treat each other the way they want to be treated. Coaches, equipment people, um, strength coaches, Everybody in the program, we expect to, to be gentlemen. And I told the players today, I want gentlemen. Um, manners matter. Uh, and I think it comes from my mother's upbringing. Um, but what's happened to manners in our society? Um, it, 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 I don't understand it. And, and it's amazing when people treat each other with respect, how few problems you have. And so that's so important to us. And so that's number one. The second one is to learn to live with 100% accountability. I've been around so many successful people and the most successful people understand that it's the choices that they make that will, will lead to their success or failure. And so we want, our, we want our players to understand that. And I start every meeting five minutes early. And I want our kids sitting there with a pad and pen ready to go. And there's an old saying that says, if you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And, and uh, I tell our kids all the time, the college campus is the most amazing place you can ever go to because there's opportunity everywhere. And all you got to do is take care of it and take advantage of it. And, and so um, we want our kids alert and ready for their opportunity. It's so important. And the third thing is good old-fashioned hustle. We all know what it looks like. Um, and we want our kids to hustle in the classroom. We want our kids to hustle on the practice field. We want our kids to hustle in the community. And, uh, you know, there's another old saying, a train that's on the right tracks will still get run over if it doesn't do anything. And so you have to, you have to put some work into your plans. Um, so those three things, respect, accountability, and hustle what we build our culture over, and it's and it's served us very well. And, and uh, you know, and I told I told Joyce and, and Joe, you know, I read a great book recently called The Culture Code. And the very first line in that book was that the word culture comes from the Latin word cultus, and it means to care. And so, the most important thing in your environment is to have an environment where the the people in that environment know you care about. Them. It's a safe environment. And once, once they understand that, boy, can they, they really start to gravitate and listen to the things that you're trying to say. But that has to be established first, that you do care. And, um, you know, we'll assemble a staff of coaches that have spent their whole careers helping young people. It's so important. What's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. That was Jay Norvell at his introductory press conference going to talk about 
just how he crushed it and, and really brought some excitement back to CSU football. Going to give you my takeaways from the event, just what I thought about what he said, my impression of him so far, some of the key things that he said as far as recruiting goes, you know, regions and all of that. So we have a lot to dive into and then we'll, you know, kind of continue to talk about the situation. Over the next couple of days, we're going to do a pod on just kind of like a recruiting update. Naturally, the staff change is, is going to result in the 2022 class looking a lot different. We're going to dive into the air raid and, and what that's going to kind of look like at CSU. Obviously, he's bringing over Matt Mummy and most of his offensive staff. So just a ton to dive into in the coming days. And it's funny because I, I thought I was finally going to just focus on, on basketball solely. And now it's double duty time again. And that's OK, because this is a really fun time to be a CSU fan. And it, it's a really interesting time to be following the team. We're going to get into all of this. Before we do, though, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. I mean, especially in Colorado, it, it's crazy out here. Let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. And just take some of the worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. They're CSU alums, they're proud DNVR members, and right now if you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or one last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just dive into it. First of all, you could tell that they were going for a change of scenery. You know, they, they did the last introduction for Steve Adazio in the Hall of Champions. This time they did it in the Alumni Center. Not quite as cool of a setting in terms of having all the, you know, athletic history and the awards and stuff in the room. The Hall of Champions is, is a prettier, you know, more aesthetically pleasing room altogether. But it, it looked really great. The ceremony was nice. The athletic director, Joe Parker, CSU president, Joyce McConnell, both spoke. They didn't drag on, though, which I always appreciate. You could kind of tell with the way that they walked in and really the confidence in which they spoke. They, they felt like they nailed the hire. And then Norvell came in and just knocked it out of the park and, and really validated it. I mean, if you follow any of my content, my tweets, my written work, you know that I'm very excited about this. Nevada has been one of my favorite teams to watch over the last couple of years. I love the air raid offense. And, you know, I'm going to talk about that a ton in, in the coming weeks. But the thing that really stuck out to me was just how genuine that Jay Norvell came off. I mean, the first thing he talked about was his family growing up in Wisconsin, you know, talked about growing up in the end zone. And he got really choked up when he talked about his wife. And if you're not familiar with her story, She's a cancer survivor, really impressive woman. I mean, just a total badass. And when Norvell was talking about her, I mean, he, he had to pause. He got teary-eyed. 
it, it was really great to see. You could just you could see how much he loves those that are close to him. He he talked a lot about the roles that his various mentors have served. He just seems to be one of those guys that understands nobody gets to that position alone. You you can't build a winning football team alone. You need everybody bought in from the community on. But I mean, obviously your staff, the players, and he's just very humble. That was the impression that I got of him when I spent, you know, 15, 20 minutes talking with him in Las Vegas last summer. Nevada was the bell of the ball, man. Everybody wanted to talk to him and Carson Strong. And I didn't really get to talk to him during his media session because there was just so many people. And he stayed with me, you know. It, it was time to break for lunch. And he gave me like 20 minutes by myself and we we talked. And I, I was really impressed by him back then. How he handled this press conference. And I got to do a one-on-one with him again. And I will play some of that audio in the coming days and write about what we talked about. But it just reminded me so much of the the way that it felt when you know, Nico Medved was introduced for CSU men's basketball. It's kind of hard to articulate, but you could just feel that his energy was so positive and genuine and, and that the program was going to change for the better because of it. I'm just a firm believer in positive affirmation. I, I, I think you can be loving and caring and positive and still be able to get the best out of your players without bullying them. That doesn't mean you don't yell at them. That doesn't mean you don't get tough with them in those moments. But when you establish that you genuinely care about them, it just it's going to get you so much more effort out of the players. And I mean, that, that's what Norvell talked about. He talked about coming in and, and proving that he cares about the players and earning that trust. And when you can earn that trust, then they will buy into what you're preaching and what you're trying to establish. But if all you do is, you know, scream at the players and belittle them and just break them down all the time, how are you going to expect them to then, you know, build off of that and have any type of success? I mean, again, you can get tough in the certain moments. Anybody that that watches a Nico Medved practice knows he's not soft with his players. If the effort's not there, you know, he'll yell at them. He'll get going. There might be some curse words. But his players buy in and they respond to that because he's earned that trust. He's earned it from them that he can you know, be tough in those moments. They they understand that he wants what's best for them. They genuinely believe that. And it's no different in football. You, you need the players to genuinely believe in you as a leader, as a man. You know, they got to love you. They got to respect you. If the only way you know how to try to inspire is to bring the fear out of the players, you're just, you're not going to be successful. That way of coaching just does not work in the modern game. And I don't know, I just, I feel like Jay Norvell did a really good job of articulating the the type of coach he is, his coaching style, and how he's going to treat people with respect. He certainly treated everybody in the media with respect. He just really, really <laughs> killed this press conference. And I mean, it's a red flag if you don't, being fair. Most coaches kill their their press conference. You know, you, you get everybody excited. People are are stoked just for the prospect of change. But like I said, this one just felt different. I mean, even Adazio and Eustacey won their intro press conferences, but there was just a genuineness to him that that really stuck out. And it, it reminded me of Nico Medved and the excitement level did as well. The excitement, you know, you could also compare it to Jim McElwain. I just hope that the product, you know, <laughs> matches the excitement. And so there's not that level of disappointment because obviously with this excitement, 
it's going to come really high expectations. CSU's tripling his salary. He's got a lot more resources in his corner now. With that, you know, you're going to be expected to, to do more than what you did at Nevada. And that's four straight bowl appearances, a couple of eight-win seasons. He's going to be expected to contend for championships. And he knows that. I mean, he wouldn't come into this situation being ignorant to it. He's coached at Oklahoma, Texas, UCLA, Arizona State, Iowa, Iowa State, all these big-time programs. He knows you know, that expectations are just part of the job. He even addressed it in his intro speech. It just comes with the territory. But it is the truth, and that's kind of a tough situation because right now everybody's feeling they're really excited. You know, There's all this optimism. If two years from now... They're still not winning. That could turn south pretty quickly, so we'll kind of have to see how it plays out. But he's done this before. I mean, he flipped Nevada in a hurry, and it's just such a big advantage not having to learn the entire conference. I mean, he already, he already has the blueprints for how to contend with these teams. Now, you want better results, but he lost to, to San Diego State, Fresno State, and Air Force by a combined six points this year. His critics are going to say he underperformed with the talent that they had, but the Mountain West was really good. Fresno State was a good team. They went toe-to-toe with Oregon on the road. They beat UCLA in the Rose Bowl. And I know UCLA is not, you know, a top 10 team or anything like that, but it was still an impressive win. San Diego State was a top 25 team for most of the season. Air Force was really good. They were a problem for literally everyone that they faced all season. So yeah, I mean, they they didn't they didn't accomplish what they were hoping. But anyone that, that calls an eight-win season a failure is just that's ridiculous to me. That's winning two-thirds of your games. They scored 36 points a game. They were one of the most electric teams in the country. They were a blast to watch. That's all you can ask for as a college football fan, especially for a team that doesn't have that big of an athletic budget. I mean, they were, they were really punching above their weight class, and I think that's why he's so excited to be at CSU. I mean, it's just a, it's a total upgrade in terms of support, and I know that the whole is it a lateral move debate is kind of a matter of semantics. And I do think you can say that, you know, he went from one Mountain West school to another. So if you're, if by that alone, you could call it a lateral move. It's just clear that CSU is significantly more committed to the future of athletics. I mean, they've got the the gorgeous facilities. They have a lot more donor money. They have a lot more university money. They, they get a lot more fundraising. All of those things make it easier to recruit. And, and Norvell knows it. And while Reno is a fun town, it's no Fort Collins. It's not that type of college atmosphere. In CSU, it's, it's a gorgeous campus. You can recruit California well because you still play a ton of games out there. Aside from the fact that he tripled his salary overnight, it's just basically a perfect fit. This is about as good of a hire as you could expect if you're CSU. And the fact that he's bringing you know, Matt Mummy and, you know, Timmy Chang and and Savage and all these offensive coaches with him is just a bonus. I mean, you already have that established continuity. They know exactly how they're going to operate and and run the offense, run the program, what they're looking for from a recruiting perspective. All of these are advantages for turning this around quicker. The toughest part is going to be establishing recruiting ties in the state of Colorado, especially with such a short you know, time period before the early signing, early signing period. They need to really change that, by the way. It's it's silly how this process works. They need to let the coaching carousel 
and all of the major decisions shake out and then have the high school players commit to where they're going. The fact that some of these players, you know, potentially sign and then a coach can get fired or then a coach can leave, it's it's just ridiculous. But as as far as establishing those local ties go, I would imagine they keep one to two coaches from the previous staff on. You would think we'll see, not necessarily a guarantee. I did notice that Brian White changed his Twitter bio. It doesn't say associate head coach anymore. That's what Matt Mummy is. It does say assistant coach running backs at Colorado State. So he could just be kind of staying on for a couple months. Maybe they keep him on. He he might have a background with Norvell from their big t- uh, their time in the Big Ten. Anyways, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. I'm going to give you my final thoughts on the Norvell situation. I'm also going to talk about Trey McBride for a moment. But before I do, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to score. They win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Current DraftKings customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win 100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out our friends over at Manscaped. It's the holiday season, and if you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has you guaranteed to win the White Elephant Competition, the stocking stuffer competition, or if you just want to impress people and give them a good gift. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If the math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Ho, 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 fellas, naughty or nice, it is the season to perform. Manscaped best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you're going to get the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. You get the Weed Whacker, which is for your ear and nose. And let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations. They've got the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. I highly recommend Manscaped's 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. It is phenomenal. It is vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Love their body wash as well. It's got kind of an earthy smell. I dig it. My girlfriend digs it. You are going to dig it as well. So go to manscaped.com. Get the perfect gift for the holiday season. Make sure you're using that code DNVR to save 20% plus free shipping again at manscaped.com. Cool, cool, cool. Let's keep this party rolling. There's going to be roster turnover. Not everybody fits the picture moving forward, and, and that's just part of the situation. Norvell made it clear, you know, they want to pass the ball. And I, I think that quarterback as well as wide receiver are probably going to be the biggest point of emphasis in this 2022 re- uh, recruiting cycle. They want a big arm QB that's intelligent and accurate. His quote on you know, when you're a fan, it's it's the worst feeling in the world when you know that you have a quarterback can't throw. 
that probably hit a little too close to home for CSU. I will say there, there were some people online that seemed to imply that that was a direct shot at Todd Santeo. I don't believe that was the case. I think he was just talking generally and, and he knows the importance of needing a good quarterback. I mean, his entire offense is predicated on being able to stretch the field. They're a vertical passing team. They're going to throw it, you know, 40 plus times a game. And you need the right guy to be able to do that. He also mentioned wanting really big wide receivers. You know, they're going to recruit the West Coast, California, Washington, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, Arizona. Also, you know, Florida, Texas, naturally. But I think they're going to get back to their more primary recruiting regions, which would be, you know, like Colorado, Arizona, California, probably Nevada more so than usual just because of their ties. But those are the places that you play a lot of games, so it makes sense to recruit there. I know that Adazio had a lot of Northeast ties, but it's hard to establish an entire recruiting region based solely on the fact that that's where, you know, Adazio lived. And I think that that was kind of a struggle for CSU and a reason why their recruiting class was was pretty, I don't want to say awful, but it, it definitely did not rank high. They didn't have a lot of commits and we're seeing a lot more players pick up offers now. So that's going to be fun to watch. And like I said, we'll talk about that more on the next podcast. Defensively, they want to be aggressive, wants to be fanatical on special teams. The defensive hires are going to be really interesting to me. The defense kind of let Nevada down this year. It was very kind of emblematic of the 2017 season for CSU where you had this electric offense and then you just kind of couldn't stop anybody in the key moments. That was kind of the problem for Nevada. Hopefully, you know, the upgrade in facilities and all that will improve, but he wants his corners to play bump and run. You know, he wants to play aggressive man defense. They're not going to drop back and, and sit in the zone. That's very similar to what they've been doing anyways, but I like that style. I mean, he he made it pretty clear there's not that many good college quarterbacks, so why give them bigger windows to throw through? Make them make a perfect throw. And that's spot on. Sometimes they beat you. I mean, Carson Strong, he just beat CSU. And so you tip the, the, the hat to him and, and you, you move on. But anyways, you know, my last takeaway here is that change is just coming. You know, the, the system is changing. The staff's going to change. The roster is probably going to look a whole lot different a year from now than it does. I mean, it, it's going to look different this fall. You'll, you'll see some guys that originally decide to stay. Then they experience spring ball. They decide to leave. That's just it's part of the process of, of getting a new coach. We see it every single time. This won't be any different. But I feel like Jay Norvell really made a strong impression in this intro press conference. I'm in. I mean, I'm all in at this point. I'm really excited to see how it, it pans out. It's really refreshing to see CSU Twitter so united and, and Ram fans online in general. I mean, if you look at Reddit, Facebook, not always Facebook because that place is a cesspool, but it's predominantly just people that are really excited. And I think they should be. It's, it's just such a, a breath of fresh air. But yeah, the other thing that people are united on, though, is the fact that Trey McBride is the best tight end in the country. We've got the College Football Award show coming up on Thursday. The numbers prove that he's the best tight end in the country. I mean, fifth tight end ever to have a 1,000-yard season. He's the only tight end in the top 50 in terms of receptions nationally, and he's 11th. Nobody else is even in the top 50. Has like more than twice as many receiving yards as, as one of the other finalists. Still has like 400 more than the other. Obviously, the, the lack of touchdowns is, you know, that that stinks, but that wasn't his fault. And when you look at his yak, you know, the yards after catch, the way that he created so many explosive plays and the way he was a weapon all over the field, and you look at what he did as a run blocker, 
and his impact. I mean, he was the most complete tight end in the country. There's no debate about that. He's the best run blocker of these three candidates. He's also the most dangerous pass catcher. He's the best athlete. If he doesn't win, it's going to be for some political reasons. It's going to be because it goes to a power five player that got to play on national TV more. It's going to be for some wonky reason, like, well, CSU didn't win enough games, which is ridiculous because one player, even if you have like the best quarterback in all of college football, he can't win alone. It helps. It's definitely going to give you a better chance, but no one individual is is going to be able to make the difference between a three and nine and like a seven and five season. Trey was phenomenal this year. Anybody that watched him, pro football focus, the senior bowl people, they they could see how great he was. And nobody in Fort Collins needs the 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 recognition nationally. Like they don't need they don't need their opinion to verify what we already know, and that's Trey McBride is the best tight end in the country. But just for a guy that busted his ass for CSU, I really hope he wins it because he deserves that hardware. He deserves that individual shine. And I swear to God, if he doesn't win, I am I am going to rant forever. I'll never stop complaining about it. So for the sake of the listeners, Mackey Award Selection Committee, get the decision right. Give the man his due. Give him the award. There's no doubt about it. He's the best tight end in the country, and he deserves it. He deserves it, period. All right, that's all we've got for today's episode. We will be back throughout the week. Um, I unfortunately will not be able to watch the Saturday game live against Mississippi State. I have to attend a, a funeral. I lost someone close to me to cancer. And uh, yeah, so it, it's been tough. I will do my takeaways later that night or Sunday morning at the latest, depending on kind of how I'm feeling. But I, I hope everybody understands. I, I certainly would much rather be watching the Rams, you know, play against an SEC team, hopefully picking up a big victory. But some things in life are are more important than sports. And I've got to be there for my loved ones in this situation. Uh, again, I hope everybody understands, but I will definitely have, you know, post-game coverage of it. It's just going to be a little bit delayed. All right. Much love y'all. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Be back with more content throughout the week. 